Today I'm joined by Henry Shields. He's the Executive Director of Finance and Analysis with the Corporate Sustainability Division of MGM Resorts International. Henry, thanks for coming on the show. And I guess to, to start things off, can you please tell listeners a little bit about MGM Resorts International and what all is encompassed within your brand? Certainly. And thank you very much, Aaron, for this opportunity and taking the time to speak with me. MGM is uh, a premier global entertainment company. Uh, we're part of the Standard & Poor's 500 here in America and operate a portfolio of 28 unique hotel offerings. Those include some of the most recognized and um, prominent brands of hotel in Las Vegas and elsewhere around the United States and the world. Um, included in our portfolio, of course, is the MGM brand itself, but also uh, Bellagio, the Mirage, Mandalay Bay, and others. And actually, the Mirage is where we're going to be hosting our Electric Power Conference and Exhibition that's coming up uh, in April, the 23rd to the 26th, uh, and of course, 2019, in case people are listening to this after the show airs. One of the keynote presentations you're going to be involved in is telling a little bit about the MGM uh, facilities and, and your energy and, and water uh, portfolio and how you manage that, those sorts of things. So. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what it takes to to operate a a large hotel or resort such as the Mirage or Mandalay Bay? How much peak load do those facilities have and and how much water usage would you say a a convention center like that uh, uses on a regular basis? Yeah, no, all uh, excellent questions in part. Aaron, of what um, I do every day, as well as uh, the focus of my group, but also all of our operators, you know, throughout the company and all of our employees. And of course, we're very excited about the Electric Power Conference at the Mirage next month. The Mirage remains, oh, some 30 years after its opening, one of the iconic properties on the Las Vegas Strip and known, of course, around the world. It's personally one of my favorite properties. I was formerly part of the staff there at the early stages of my career. But to, to kind of answer your, your question, um, yes, you know, we our resorts are um, large. You know, they are unique around the world. They operate 24 hours a day. And and so there is um, a lot of natural resources and energy and water that are required. And that's a key reason why, you know, my division and group within the company, you know, was formed um, as a backdrop because of how the prudent management of natural resources, everything, all natural resources around the world, um, water and energy being key, are a real a core company value at organization, and we believe that it's our duty, you know, in each of the communities we operate to manage what we use uh, responsibly. But I can try to give some perspective on, you know, scale and things, what it sounds like kind of what you're asking, you know, I mean, what's the, the feel for, you know, the volume of energy or the volume of, of power that's used by, uh, you know, a company like ours, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Just just as a ballpark figure, you know, I don't need to know what your monthly bill would be or anything like that, but just kind of to have an idea of what size load 
you know, most of our listeners are power plant people, so you know they may be operating a 450 megawatt coal plant or or a natural gas facility that has a thousand megawatt capacity. So they kind of understand those type of terms. So if you can just give us a little ballpark figure, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm happy to do so. And of course, when you talk about energy. Electricity, you know, and the procurement of electricity is the big, biggest single category of energy. And, you know, again, as a company, uh, MGM Resorts was uh, the first, the first major company in the gaming industry to publicly disclose this information. And so for over a decade now, we have done so in various forms. Like, for example, you know, we were, I meant specifically, we're the first to have calculated uh, our carbon intensity or the emission of greenhouse gases, most of which is driven by energy. But to answer your question specifically, Aaron, in, in a couple of terms, with regard to electricity, you know, our company's peak load is in the, in the range of a couple hundred, about 200 megawatts, which uh, is meaningful, of course, to uh, power plant producers. I've found that when uh, talking to other groups, sometimes the volume of power and some notable equivalence is what's perhaps easiest to conceptualize. So, I mean, our company uses, oh, about 1.3 million megawatt hours of electricity per year. And so what does that mean? Well, it's candy. You know, we, we can do a very uh, easy, easily uh, equivalent to the number of uh, households. And so that figure is equal to just about 125,000 average U.S. homes. And so that gives some scale to that. So, again, that's our company in, in total. Much of it isn't concentrated in Las Vegas, but we do have operations around the domestic U.S. and around the world. But when we talk about our entire portfolio, that's the scale that we're operating at in terms of electricity. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking for. Uh, it's a big load. It's a big um chunk of uh, energy being used. So I know one of the things that MGM uh, is very in tune to is conserving. And and uh, one of the things that you did recently, or, or I guess I should say back in 2016, is you kind of discontinued buying power in the usual way through your local utility, which is NV Energy. What factored into that decision? And how did you end up doing that in in practice, you know, moving from getting your power from NV Energy to another uh, method? Yeah, no, happy to. That was a a bold action and somewhat of a lengthy process that we were successful in completing. And it goes back about four years ago from now. And the reason why um, we did so uh, Nevada, again, this is pertaining to our Las Vegas properties, as you uh, alluded to with our local utility and uh, our local electric utility, NV Energy. Nevada's not a deregulated state in the purest sense, meaning that um, our state doesn't generally have the ability as a consumer of electricity to choose your utility. However, there, there's been a law in Nevada uh, on a very limited path for certain um, sophisticated commercial customers to do what we did. Namely, it's a bit of a misnomer. We didn't exit our utility per se, but what we did was separate from the utility in terms of the actual procurement of electricity so that we were able to source our power from the wider market. We do remain actively and will so in the future, uh, very much a customer of NV Energy, but now for um, local lines and wires and transmission service only. And so, again, in Nevada, there was a narrow law 
on the books. It did allow this to happen. So our action wasn't unprecedented, but it was very unusual. Um, and we were the first gaming company and really the first in the southern part of the state to, to do so. Uh, we did it for two reasons. Number one was recognition of the model of electricity sales uh, you know, here really was something that's been in place for more than 100 years, you know, where you have a granted monopoly in a spot that is the exclusive provider. And we felt, and in fact, we were able to demonstrate that uh, there were positive business reasons for doing so by being able to access a wider, more competitive wholesale market for electricity, which very much exists in the Western U.S. and around the United States. And so that was the first reason, because we did believe there was a business case to it. The second was, obviously, if we were going to separate from our utility and be able to buy our electricity from the market, well, then it gave us as a company the ability to control the sources of that electricity. And in particular, it allows us to source more renewable energy, of which we've taken um, subsequent action to do so. Right, and I think um, I had read that the company even installed uh, a solar power system on top of the the roof of the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, which is, I, I understand, about twenty acres worth of uh, rooftop. Is that correct? And and what led to that uh, initiative? Yeah, no, happy to talk about that. It's something that we're very proud of, and even. A uh, number of years after its commissioning, we still, uh, you know, get people uh, asking to see it, et cetera. That was actually prior to the Envy Energy action and was sort of a, a predecessor move to what we did in terms of going out on the open market. But, yes, the, the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, it's actually 28 acres between both phases, which is kind of an amazing feat, but it's, it's, it's uninterrupted rooftop space on the southern part of the Mandalay campus that's uh, entirely unobstructed. And, of course, in the, the desert southwest, there's much sun. We're among the best spots uh, in the world, in fact, for solar energy. And so we, um, we partnered with NRG, you know, a leading renewable energy developer who still owns and maintains that system. Mandalay buys all of the power that it, it produces. But we partnered with them, it's about five years ago, about 2014, to develop it. And at the time, it was the, um, you know, the largest continuous rooftop system, certainly on any convention center uh, in, the, in, in America or in the world, and among the largest systems, period, in terms of a rooftop system. So we're very proud of it. That was about a year before our action to actually separate all of our Las Vegas properties and, and look to even bigger sources of renewable power for all of our hotels. Are there any other uh, companies in Las Vegas that are doing similar uh, things that have kind of gone their own route from, from the utility? There are, and it's a little bit of a, a mixed bag. There, there are a couple of other gaming companies that have, uh, since our action, have also uh, initiated similar applications to do the same, as well as some others uh, that are building um, new developments in town. And so I think that what we did... And incidentally, you know, it was a case at the state level that was adjudicated by our Public Utility Commission, and so it was very much a public visible process. And so, yeah, I think that MGM was key in, number one, demonstrating the viability of such an action and, um, you know, got others to take notice. And so there have been uh, multiple other applications, some of which I know are still pending to do similar. Well, I'm I'm really excited to... Um 
come to Las Vegas, to stay at the Mirage, to uh, have our conference, the Electric Power Conference and Exhibition there at the uh, Event Center. And again, for listeners, that's April 23rd to the 26th, uh, 2019. I know you're going to be there. You're going to be speaking. I'm excited to meet you in person. Thanks for taking the time. Is there anything else that maybe you wanted to talk about or, or bring up on the show? I'll just uh, highlight a couple of other things. And again, uh, Aaron, very much looking forward to the conference and, you know, the the industry participants there. But I do want to mention that the follow-up to the actual, you know, separation from NV Energy was we announced uh, in early 2018 an agreement with Invenergy, uh, who's the, the nation's largest independent producer of renewable power based in Chicago, to build a utility-scale solar plant uh, about 25 miles north of Las Vegas in, uh, in Clark County. And so that is underway now and will be um, completed by the end of 2020. And so uh, uh, the power produced by that plant will be exclusively used by the Las Vegas properties of MGM Resorts. And so that was our our most recent, you know, action in the renewable energy space and will go a long ways towards, um, you know, uh, providing advancement against our company's uh, goals that we've published, including uh, um, to, to reduce our carbon intensity by 50% by 2030. And so that's a big part of it and a big reason why we, we did what we did with our local utility. And so we're very much looking forward to that. Well, keep us in the loop on that because uh, we actually do an awards uh, uh, program and and that could potentially be a great opportunity for for recognition there because that sounds like a really innovative project that uh, you're doing. So thanks a lot. You are very welcome.